is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuned in to the new TNN. Hello, Capesiders, and welcome back to Toad Man here on the new TNN podcast feed, uh, where myself and my partner uh, dive deep into Dawson's Creek. My name is Johnny C., and, uh, well, folks, usually, usually with me is my broadcast partner, my PIC, my brother in arms, if you will, film connoisseur Kevin Nash. Now, we were all set to record today, all right, and, uh, I got a message coming through on my uh, my uh, video phone here, and uh, film connoisseur Kevin Nash is sick. Apparently, he has the flu. Now, I'm going to play for you the message that was left for me, because I smell a conspiracy. You tell me if you hear anything suspicious. All right, let me just see here. All right, uh, play. Hello, Johnny! <coughs> Johnny, it's film connoisseur Kevin Nash. Oh my god, Dave. Yeah, baby, just give me a vodka on the rocks. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny, I'm too sick. I'm too sick to come and talk about the creek. And damn it, it's a good episode too, but don't... <laughs> no, vodka. No, shaken, Not stirred. <laughs> Johnny, I-, I can't make it, but don't worry, all right? Growing up in this business, I made a lot of... <laughs> oh, I'm so sick! I made a lot of friends, and I'm going to send one of my friends there to the studio to help you co-host the Toad Man. Hit me. No, 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 hit me. I know. I got 20, but I want you to hit me. That was not a very good card, friend. What's keeping me from uh, stepping over this table? Jackknife one, two, three. Johnny, I gotta go. I gotta take care of some business with the doctor. He's telling me I've got the COVID and I can't leave the house. <laughs> oh, God, it's so bad. All right, we'll talk to you later. Now, fans, I'm not a foolish man, but the fact that Kevin at least followed through on his promise has brought me a little bit of hope and inspiration. Now, he did call in a favor and... Somehow, some way, Kevin has sent a very unique voice to join us here on Toad Man. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, sir. I'm not trying to. I'm just. Your presence here has me confused, amazed, but very happy. So, folks, I am excited to introduce to you the special co host of this episode of Toad Man. Confused, but enthusiastic, Force Ghost. Dusty Rhodes. I'm doing the finger quotes thing here, okay? So calm down. Dust, welcome so much to the show. I don't know, can you, are you able to put a headset on? Can you, yeah, just, okay, now put the microphone down. I Will we get any, I mean, a force goes, what the hell? I mean, hey, don't get me wrong, I'm excited you're here. Dust, um, 
what can you tell us? Jonathan, Daddy! I'm happy to be here. Take a look at Dawson's Creek where the baby boys play, if you will. Okay, Dust, um, do you have any history with the show? I, I know Kevin has told stories about watching Dawson's Creek backstage with Rowdy Piper and other folks. Um, did you maybe partake in anything like that? I know Tony Schiavone was a big fan. Daddy Mac, I got absolutely no history with Dawson's Creek, Daddy, but I'm ready because I watched this episode, and I got things to say. I got I got things to pontificate on, if you will, all right? Things that are happening here in Cape Side that need to be discussed on our national platform, Daddy Mac. Okay. Dust, I'm, I gotta admit, I, I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm a huge fan of your lineage. I, I want to thank you for everything you've done for the wrestling business, but I'm so thrilled, man. It is... Are there, like, any rules to when, where, and to whom you can appear to? I mean, because, folks, you can't see this. It's a, it's, a, it's not a video show, but we're sitting here in the home offices of the new TNN, and and right across the table from me... Hey, Daddy, you're making me, you're making me blush, Daddy. I, I know, Dust, but right across the table from me is a confused but very enthusiastic, as you can hear, force ghost of Dusty Rhodes. Dust, like I said, are there rules to this thing? Like... Can you pop up wherever, whenever? Uh, can anyone see you? Then let me tell you, only those who believe, baby. Only those that believe. And you believe, Jonathan. You believe in the destiny of WCW taking out a new world order, daddy. And belief that the big boys of WCW and the baby boys of Dawson's Creek will survive, daddy. It's the will to survive a clubbering that makes a confused but enthusiastic fourth go Dusty Rose appear to a person in the flesh. Dusty, we are gonna gonna go through this bad boy and break it down as we always do from ad break to ad break. And at the end of each episode, we award the MVC to the most valuable creaker. Um, it's a name that you know we're just sort of tossing around. Uh, Kevin picked it if you don't like it. Oh, Dusty, I think it's I think it's eclectic. It's eclectic because what you're telling your audience is you've got a creaker here, someone in Cape Side, someone who uh, inhabits this world, someone who is a character who is fleshed out, someone who is fighting the ins and the outs of the everydays of Cape Side and to be in the most valuable creaker, Daddy. It makes a lot of sense, and I think that Kevin Nash should be commended because he thought of this. Well, it was, it was actually my idea. Kevin always makes fun of it. Johnny, what you're trying to do right now is you're trying to impress a confused but yet enthusiastic force goes up just the road. Daddy, it's not going to happen. The genius that is the film kind of thought Kevin Nash clearly came up with the most favorable creaker. But, Daddy, you got other ways to prove yourself here in the wars of sports wrestling. But, Daddy, it's a sport of kings and queens, Daddy. So just tell me what we got going here on Dawson's Creek, Daddy. Tell me. Tell me what's happening. Well, Dust usually... Usually rely on film connoisseur Kevin Nash to, to, to talk about the specs of the episode and, and deliver us a synopsis. I I guess it'd be safe to assume that he didn't inform you of that. Oh, Daddy, that's where you're wrong! That is where you're wrong, because I do have a synopsis for you, Jonathan. Fasten your seatbelt and tighten your eardrums, Daddy, because listen to what I got to say. It's episode three, Daddy. They call it Prelude to a Kiss. It's what happens before the kiss, Daddy, but sometimes on the internet, baby, it's listed as just kiss. So choose your adventure, if you will. Choose the destiny of the name of the episode that best fits your needs. But the class movie, here's some trouble giving Dawson an advantage, baby. Joey is falling in love with a visitor to the town of Cape Side, but Pacey, Pacey's school achievements and his relationship with the mayor, they're getting hot, Daddy. They're getting intensified. They're getting into the stratosphere of things that are undeniable here in a star cage. Daddy, and Dawson, 
Dawson brings his feelings about Jen out into the open where we can see it, Daddy. Where we can participate in the emotion of a Dawson and a Jen Lindley. And it's directed by the devious Michael Uno. He's devious? Yeah, I had a lot of running with Michael Uno down in Texas, baby. Oh, nasty daddy. Nasty daddy hit me with a spark. Betraying me. Betraying me and taking the road warriors, daddy. The dusty road warriors under his under his wing and stabbing me in the eye. It's got a run time, daddy. This episode taking 44 minutes of your life. Yes, it's 44 minutes of the time that we have on this earth, daddy. It's mixed in stereo, so it sounded delicious in precociousness. It's colored in color, daddy, so we can see the vibrancy of the world of Cape Side. And it's got an aspect ratio of the whole TV, daddy. It's the whole live scene. It's everything about my television set. It is Dawson's Creek. I love you, confused but enthusiastic Force Ghost Dusty Rhodes. Okay, we'll start with our cold open. Dawson and Joey are watching the classic film From Here to Eternity. Dawson is pining over this movie. He wants his first kiss with Jen to be cinematic, just like that famous beach kiss in From Here to Eternity. He keeps going on and on about the romantic apothesis. And I'm just like, wow. Who, like... I know I've commented in the past that I like that the dialogue makes them feel like fleshed-out, three-dimensional people, but I don't know. This lexiconic uh, maneuver by Dawson, if you will, seems a bit above his pay grade. Well, you see what you're confusing that with, Daddy? It's the wheel! It's the wheel of a Dawson Leary to sound like he is the man who's going to be taking it to the big show, Daddy. You see... The giant or the big show standing seven feet tall, feet five foot from is the kiss. It's the kiss that Dawson wants to get. And what he's doing, and he's clubbering and suburbing and throwing them elbows and trying to muse the words, daddy. He's trying to use his words so he can avoid the injuries and the perils that come with sports, daddy. In the, in the game of professional wrestling. He's trying to maneuver his way in with the words, daddy. He's trying to speak to the soul. Well, I, that's a good point, Dust. I mean, we saw that... You know, Jen has been hanging out with football jock Cliff, who allegedly was a finalist for Kylo Ren. And and Dawson's trying to take the opposite approach, sort of an SAT vibe. He might be a big jock, okay, but I'm a big, smart Dawson. Dust, I, I know you're a little confused, but your enthusiasm is contagious, if you will. And, oh, Dennis, see, that's where you're wrong! Thinking you could take a catchphrase from a confused but enthusiastic fourth ghost of the road. I may be a fourth ghost, daddy, but I'm still powered by the midi glorious. They're flowing through the veins, daddy. Flowing through the veins of all whoever came here to big boys play. I apologize, Dust. Really, truly. Joey's all like, Dawson, you can't storyboard a kiss. It isn't reality. And Dawson thinks Joey is way too cynical about this whole thing. Dawson, romance doesn't come with John Williams' score or sunsets and sandy beaches. You're living a Peter Pan fantasy. Dust, I don't know if you noticed this, but there was a ridiculous amount of Katie Holmes' down blouse in this shot, okay? And the camera's just getting a good look, Costanza. She later bends over to tie her shoes, and I could tell you exactly, exactly what's going on. And I'm not trying to harp on this shit. It's just... We saw this in the last episode. This girl has been objectified at every fucking turn. I don't know if they're doing it. Because, like, she does it right in front of Dawson. And, you know, we've all been 15-year-old boys. Is Dawson not taking a peek or at least curious about what's going on there? And, again, I'm not... Please understand the context here. Like, are they trying to do this to see if Dawson takes a peek? Like, is Dawson at all, like... 
turned on or at least interested. Like, you know what I'm trying to say, Dust? Like, I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just trying to say, like, is this something they're trying to do in the story? Or we just got a bunch of pervy cameraman. I don't know. I feel awkward about it. You know what? Someday, Joey, you'll want to kiss someone and you're going to feel the exact same way. So they're foreshadowing because Joey does meet a bow in this episode. Joey mocks Dawson's boyish outlook as she's, as she's climbing out the window. She says, well, you know what? Clap hard, Dawson, because you may be Tinkerbell's last hope. Because, you know, you always you got to clap to bring Tinkerbell back to life. And then, of course, we hit our opening credits. I don't want to wait. Uh, dream. Any thoughts? Jonathan, taking the words right out of my mouth. Theon, the devil's Katie Holmes, Joe Potter, if you will, leading over in front of a Dawson Lyra. Showing, showing the goods, saying, Daddy Mac, this is what you can encounter if you come my way. Sliding into my way, making, making, making me feel like a woman. Because a woman wants to feel like a woman, Daddy. And Dawson, these titties can be yours if the price is right on a contractual basis, if you will. But Joey Potter... What she's doing is she's poisoning the mind of a Dawson Lira, who I believe is a former United States heavyweight champion of the world. John Potter laying the seeds of dissension between Dawson and a Jen Lindley. But more importantly, Johnny, things that got me confused and running around up in my brain and worrying left to right is I'm worried about Tinkerbell. She's taking a clubbering. I'll take a clubbering for the big bubba. And, and I think the WCW faithful need to rally around with the big voice play in Tinkerbell. Can we clap for it, Daddy? Come on, baby! The dreams of Neverland! Come over the streets of Texas, standing on pork and beans, all the way to the mothership, taking on Captain Hook. Believe it, Daddy! Believe in Tinkerbell! Clap those hands, Daddy! Do it for the told man! Do it for her husband and the Professor Mike Tanay, baby! Come on, clap! 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 And Jonathan, I gotta tell you, straight from the heart, I very much enjoyed the theme music as well. I did not want it to be over. I love you, Dusty. Act 1, we're school and film class trying to solve their third act problem. I guess the uh, storyline isn't going too well. Now this third act problem is keeping the uh, Helmets of Glory script from being complete, and they have to shoot this weekend. Nellie Olsen from the Little House on the Prairie series and also the bombastic blonde angry girl is a diva to most of the suggestions that the crew offers. Dawson can't hold his tongue. And he's like, no, here's what you need to do. You need you need a hero's journey. You need a protagonist that has a problem. What does the big game mean to him? What will it mean to the audience when they see from his perspective? And he actually gives decent advice. Nelly thinks he's a moron, but it is accurate advice. Now, Dawson Leary, he's right to question these helmets with their glory, you know. Nelly, Nelly and Cliff clearly driving this film, Daddy, but Dawson needs to be the third man. He needs to step from the shadows and take over the production of Helmet of Glory, even though it's not his heart's passion project. Well, he's not the only one with problems, Dream. Pacey's got problems of his own. He meets with Tamara in her classroom, and he just wants to flirt and talk dirty and get handsy. But Tamara is concerned about his grades. You know, she's heard some other teachers saying that he's bombing his courses, and she's bombing his, too. So they hatch a plan to tutor and hang out that evening at school. Jonathan, I gotta pause you right there because the implications of this ringing throughout the world of professional television. The snake in the grass, Miss Jacobs! Maybe even more devilish than Joe Potter seducing the innocence of a young man pacing with her. He's confused, Daddy. It feels like he's uncovered a treasure, a diamond in the rough, but he's a common man. He's working hard with his hands. But, Daddy, you got to use your head. you got to see his school, kids. you got to use your head for making a change and not taking a club with the big boys play. 
Well, Dust, I'm loving the enthusiasm. I hear the confusion, but you're a force ghost, so we'll let it go. We're now introduced to a new character, a character that hasn't been seen yet here on Dawson's Creek. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Ice House. It's... Now, Daddy... Daddy Paul, let me tell you something. The Ice House is something I know a lot about. That crisp, refreshing flavor. The 5.5% of alcohol per volume. It ain't no lighthouse, baby. Let me remind you, Daddy, WCB Saturday night, the mothership of all confrontations on TBS for 30 years running. 605 Eastern is brought to you by Ice House Beer. The Ice House, of course, is the restaurant that Joey's family owns and operates where she is a waitress. Her sister Bessie is still very, very pregnant. Pacey and Dawson arrived to eat and drop some exposition. Apparently, Dawson impressed Mr. Gold, the film teacher, and he has been assigned as Nellie's PA, or production assistant, from the for the upcoming Helmets of Glory production. The PA rule, Jonathan, being crucial to surviving the terminus of WCW, baby. Making sure everybody's ready to go. A PA springing into action, making sure the music of the Fall Houseman is ready to be played. It's true, the PA does do a lot. Pacey... He's like, guys, I got a hot date tonight. What is it that makes chicks horny? Can we get him some oysters? Yeah, Joey, get me some oysters. Stat. Uh, we see a rich kid arrives at the ice house to get some food. The gang wonders if he stepped off of a yacht. As he arrives, him and Joey make visual contact. And they start to give each other the googly eyes that there might be a little spark there. And I'll tell you why there is, Dream. Drop that knowledge, Jonathan. Tell me, explain to me why the yacht boy is making Joey's world turn it upside down here. Because he's just brunette Dawson, all right? He's got the same wardrobe as Dawson, the exact same haircut. It's just brown. Yeah, right away, you can be telling that Joey has a sparkles in her eyes. But Joey Potter speaking from experience. Experience, sister. Let the sparkles. Don't do it. Don't let those sparkles and the stardust pose in your mind, baby girl. Money can I buy you happiness. It can buy you a new mean coat, daddy. A Cadillac. A trip around the world. But your soul will forever be being to the big man. Your soul is going to be controlled by the mega bucks of the fourth man, Mr. Teddy Biase. Don't do it. Be that sapphire. Well... Joey is going to have a romantic fantasy here in a bit, Dream. I'm sorry to tell you. Dawson can't stay at the ice house. He's got to pick up a to-go order. Now, Dust, we're, Dawson's about to order a large uh, assortment of foods. And I know you might get excited, but just pause, because i got some bones to pick with this script, okay? I hear you, Daddy. I hear what you're going to say about the shrimp burgers, Daddy. Shrimp burgers tasting delicious to the palate of an American dream, Daddy. A confused but yet enthusiastic false ghost known to Dusty Rose. Tell me, Daddy. So Dawson tells Pacey that because he's a production assistant now, his plans for the weekend are ruined. The weekend. The future. Dawson picks up a to-go order that seems like it could be the catering for an entire WCW pay-per-view. He orders 10 fish and chips, five family orders of fries, and a dozen, dozen, excuse me, of your favorite stream, the shrimp burgers. Is the food for the staff of the movie? Because that's not till this weekend. Okay, we're about to see that Dawson's going straight from here to the production shoot. I just don't like the screenplay. It feels choppy, okay? Because it, it has to be for the right now. You cannot keep fish like that, man. Your whole house is going to smell like fish if you're taking it all home and keeping it in the fridge. Erator. There's a whole whole phrase there. And you know what? Literally popping into my head right now, Dawson's dad, Mitch, is obsessed with building a aquatic-themed 
fish restaurant in Capeside? Why would this be dad, D- Dawson's dad's master plan to open a fish restaurant if, if Joey and her family already own one? Is he just trying to ruin Joey's life? Well, Daddy, Daddy, I'm hearing you. It is, it is, it is getting into my heart, Daddy. See, Johnny, as a man of the sea, you should know that the depths of the ocean are unknown to man, baby. We cannot know what evil lurks in the heart of the sea. But it's clearly taking root and taking form in this new world order professional wrestling, baby, in Hollywood. Do not be confused, Hollywood. Hulk Hogan, we remember who you are. And you're making Dossalira keep this fish in his house. It's pure deception and evil. Well, yes, Dream, this, this show is deceptive as well because we then do cut to Dawson at school right away. And he's wearing the same clothes. And it's not the weekend. And Pacey's big date is tonight. Okay, Tamara told him to meet at 6 in her room, and he's going to be there in just a second in the same clothes. Jonathan sees that the evil that lurks in Cape Side is a flubbering around with hopper time. That's a dangerous and unstable thing that creates multiple timelines, Daddy. Hopper time running wild here in Cape Side. In one of these timelines, Daddy, Dawson and his friends are entangled in the web of confusion and disarray. And then the other weekend is taking place on the weekend, which is right now. But we cannot fall prey to the machinations of hopper time, the outsiders, and the unknown third man to come into play here later in WWE where the big boys play. We're now at the school. Dawson is putting stickers onto helmets for the production of Helmets of Glory. Still wearing the same clothes. Is it the weekend? Hyper time. We've discovered that. Uh, So, it seems that there has been a special casting done for Helmets of Glory. Unknown to Dawson, because he is just a lowly PA. Because he turns, and in his view, is his dream... No, Daddy, I wasn't there. I was a fourth ghost. Daddy, he couldn't see me. He didn't believe in the power of WCW and Hulkamania. Well, no, Dream. What I mean is he sees his dream girl, Jen, as a cheerleader. Yikes. He's like, Jen, what what are you doing here on, on the set of Helmets of Glory? She's like, well, Cliff cast me in the movie. Was a couch involved? He asks, and I gotta admit. That's a pretty fucking good joke for this screenplay. Maybe I'll take back all the bad things that I said. But Jen, what about my movie? You're supposed to be in my movie. I mean, Dawson, she can do both, dude. Calm the fuck down. Uh, Cliff swoops in and uh, takes Jen. He's like, come on, Jen. It's time to film our scene. Hey, David. You know, because he just calls Dawson David as we fade to our commercial. Now we're back up for Act 2. We're in Miss Jacobs' classroom, Okay. Pacey wants to get deep as he's sitting here reading his assignment. Who were you in high school, Miss Jacobs? Like, were you a brain? A jock? Were you were you a cheerleader? I guess Pacey just watched The Breakfast Club. I was on the dance team, Pacey, and the class treasurer, and my boyfriend was center fielder of the baseball team. Would you have dated me, Miss Jacobs, if we were in high school together? Probably not Pacey, but that was a long time ago. I'm a lot smarter now. She gives Pacey a worksheet, and she says if he gets the questions right, she'll give him some positive reinforcement. Take it a page, Miss Jacobs, you are, you snake in the grass. You'll take it a page from the devilish Miss Veronica Vaughn and the Spanish Amata. Wow, that is a fantastic reference, Force Ghost, confused but enthusiastic Dusty Rhodes. Well done. Back on the docks of Cakeside. Cakeside? Dream. 
That sounds like a place you'd like to be, right? Cake that is where I go when the midi chlorines are not flowing and I'm not visible at the fourth ghost, Daddy. It's a world full of cakes. Cakes of all shapes and sizes and sweetness consistency. We got fruity cakes. We got sweet cakes and some chocolate cakes as well, Daddy Mac. Joey's on the docks of Capeside taking out the garbage for the ice house. And she hears some violin music. Is Yellow Card performing in town? And I can hear you breathing. And it's keeping me awake. Although that song does rule in the fantastic PlayStation 2 game, Burnout 3, Takedown. I'm a little lost, Jonathan. They ain't got PlayStations in the world of the fourth, Daddy. Let's continue on with the Creek Talk. I will. Now, the individual playing the violin is not Yellow Card, a punk pop sensation for one year. It's the brunette version of Dawson on his boat. Uh, I guess he was trying to woo her like a siren singing a song out in the ocean. His name is Anderson Crawford, and he is a rich kid. They bicker and flirt for a little bit. He wants to know what brings Joey to Capeside. Oh, he doesn't know that she's a townie. We called him Rath, baby. We called him Ring Rath. Duh. Joey, Joey is a rat at Cape Side. Daddy. She's coming around watching the yellow card playing the violin. And she's like, Daddy Mac, I want to get down with the yellow card. Well, she might just get a red card if she's not safe. hey up top. Oh, like, we can't actually... Like, we tried to high-five fans and, like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It's okay that I feel the power of the midichlorians throwing out through hypertime and keep that. I feel your dream. Um, Anderson apparently is here with his parents because they're antique hounds looking for a chair once owned by Paul Revere. Here's a little story I'd like to tell about a chair with Paul Revere. He's going to sell. Daddy Mac, will you do an impression of me? No, I was trying to sing the Beastie Boys, but I did realize that my Beastie Boys kind of sounds a little bit like uh, Confused but Enthusiastic Force Ghost Dusty Rhodes for that. I apologize. Uh, He's here because he's the yacht crew, but it does beat that all-male boarding school he goes to. Joey creates a fantasy world. She's like, well, the chauffeur brought us here because Mother hates to sail. Do, Do you like sailing? I'm taking a survey. No, Daddy Anthony Crawford, there will be no surveys here on Toad Mandos outside of the baby. I'm not going to take Cape Sad like they took W. There's that confusion again, Dream. God love you. Uh, he invites her on a sailing date, basically. And she tells him her name is Deborah Carson. Back at the school, Pacey takes his quiz, Jeopardy style. He aces it. But he gets flustered with an essay question because it's not just regurgitating facts. So we'll have to come back Pacey and his encouragement later. Elsewhere, filming of Helmets of Glory continues. Dawson is gay bashing the football team, mumbling to himself as he's wrapping up some cables. He's like, oh, I bet they all shower together and like to watch. Ugh. Dawson, fucking get with the times, you asshole. Nellie catches him. He catches wind of this fucking nonsense that he's spewing, and she's yelling at him in front of everybody. Filming actually halts because they're yelling at each other so loud. She's like, you haven't earned your spot here, Dawson. Jen looks disappointed. Back to Miss Jacobs. Pacey aces the essay question. He appears to be very motivated. Well, Miss Jacobs, I got the question right. What's my reward? Well, Pacey, I'll be honest with you. I didn't expect you to get it right. 
Your reward is your education. Pacey gets in very close. Tamara gets very nervous. She's like, not at school. Don't do this at school, Pacey. And I agree, Pacey. Didn't you watch a teacher? Ooh, a teacher, Daddy Mac on FX, Kate Mara, baby, with the fantastical body of a goddess, but the mind of a sea devil. Tamara is like, no, Pacey, we can't do this. Not here. Not now. But Miss Jacobs, there's no janitor, no film crew, no one to catch us. Tamara calls his bluff. Okay, Pacey, let's do it. Right here, on the desk. I dare you. Our first time should be on the desk. Pacey's nervous. What's wrong, Pacey? Don't you have any confidence? Hmm? She begins to unbutton her shirt. I'm getting excited. Dynasty, keep it in your pants. There's a Toad Man episode to record. You're right, Dream. Well, I don't know, Miss Jacobs. This isn't very romantic. Oh, come on, Pacey. What is this, your first time? Pacey looks sad. The music gets sad. You know that it is, Miss Jacobs. Miss Jacobs freaks out upon the revelation that Pacey is a virgin. Go home, Pacey. Go home. Find a woman your age. You don't need to be messing around with me. I'm, I'm, I'm all out of sorts. This is beyond wrong. Pacey's like, look, Miss Jacobs, this might be wrong right here, right now, but us, we're not wrong. Good night, Tammy. Pacey leaves, and we head to our commercial break. So we're back from commercial, and Joey... As her alter ego, Deborah gets all done up and she's ready to go boating with her new beau, Anderson. Anderson compliments her appearance, and Joey is just so happy. He's like, you look really nice. And Katie Holmes does a great job with this little reaction. She's like, yeah? Like, like she can't fucking believe it. And it's, it's heartbreaking, but also uplifting to see her so happy, Okay. Now, Anderson's like, hey, you're a Carson. Are you any relation to the Palm Beach Carsons? No, at Manhattan. Joey helps Anderson out with the boat, and Anderson's very impressed. Uh, she kind of accidentally stands at the front of the boat and does the, I'm the king of the world, but doesn't. It's basically a Joey getting sweeped off her feet montage, followed by some frisbee tossing on the beach in a bikini. No, I'm just kidding. But, but here's the thing. Joey feels free. And it's honestly like a, a safer bikini than the one she's been wearing previously. So, good. Just calm down, cameraman, okay? Um, they're, they're, they're frisbee tossing. And Joey is trying to act like she's fancy and nonsense. Finally, Anderson's like, so uh, what's your boyfriend think about you hanging out with me? She's like, what makes you think I have a boyfriend? Anderson, like a complete moron, says, I don't know, you just kind of been real hands-off all day. You're giving out vibes like you don't want me around. Yikes, Anderson. Well, she's not going to want you around after that one. Cutting back to the school, Helmets of Glory is still in full production with Dawson working the boom mic. Now, director Cliff and producer Nelly have got a problem. They're trying to film a scene between two footballers that's a run and talk. And the cameraman can't keep the camera from shaking. Well, no shit, you need a steady cam, all right? Dawson raises his voice and not raises his voice anger, but he's like after uh, Cliff yells cut, and Dawson's like, "Hey guys, there's this technique that you guys can use." No, Dunathy, that's why I need you to stop because I'm familiar with the technique. I spent many a time with David Crockett learning the ways of telecam telecamera communication, reaching out and making people feel the emotion inside that ring, Daddy. I'm a communicating with the ring, Daddy. Tell me how it feels. 
It feels great, Dust. Nelly snaps at Dawson like, Dawson, shut the fuck up! You know what? Go catch, go fetch me some film, doggy. Jen finds Dawson. Dawson's like, God damn it. Cliff is the worst director ever. Why are you even here, Jen? Because I knew you'd be here, Dawson. Oh, it's so sweet. It's too bad. Like, Jen has really been on the side this episode, and it's a bummer, Dust, because she's been my MVC for the first two episodes. I can see why that little chili uniform, baby! Making me feel like having some pork and beans. <laughs> well, all right. If that, if that tickles your fancy, Dust, I, I am all for it, man. The fact that you could even consume pork and beans raises so many questions that we just don't have time to answer here on Toad Man. Dawson says, Jen, when this is over, do you want to go to the ruins with me and film the final scene of my movie? She's like, sure. Sounds like fun. Oh, my God. Back on the beach, Anderson has constructed a full dark brown, oh, I'm sorry, this isn't a scale, Marty, model of Dallas, Texas, November 1963, trying to prove to Joey that Oswald was the lone shooter. What the fuck? Who wrote this? Kevin Williamson, come on, man. This is just unnecessary for this kidster to be a conspiracy type of guy. Joey's like, you actually believe the magic bullet theory? Anderson, in his fucking childlike ignorance, is like, are you saying that everyone on the Warren Commission lied? Anderson, buddy, we need to have a serious conversation about lying and politicians. Joey's like, well, Anderson, have I ever told you my conspiracy theory? It's about UFOs, and sometimes they destroy entire cities. Now, yes, that sounds psychotic, but this is just playful banter. Because Joey's UFO is the Frisbee, and she's going to toss it onto his sandcastle, Dallas, Texas, 1963. Flash bulletin, Dallas, November 23rd, 2.17 p.m., President Kennedy has died. Jonathan, you're bringing a room down. I appreciate it, Daddy. What you doing is you're turning heel live on a podcast, broadcasting around the world, baby. It's a bold move. It's like you're a third man. Why, well, whose side are you on, Johnny? What are you talking about? Oh, Dust, thank you for 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 bringing that memory back. Uh, but she goes to use the frisbee to crush Sand Dallas, and they trip over one another, and, and, and it looks like you know. Things are going to get a little saucy. That's right, baby. Joey Potter taking a back bump onto the hard sand. Daddy. And now Anderson is going to lay the plunder to her. It's true, Dust. Anderson goes in for the kiss, but Joey turns away. She lies and says it's time for her to go home. Anderson's like, all right, well, if we got to get Cinderella home. Anderson, I'm no Cinderella. I'm not even close. Back at the school, we're still trying to get this shot in Helmets of Glory. Nothing is working. Because the script mandates it, Pacey rolls up next to Dawson in a wheelchair, and he's like, Hey, Dawson, what's up, man? How you doing? (laughs) I don't know why Pacey's in a wheelchair, but Dawson's like, Pacey, get out of there. Nellie's like, Dawson, what the hell are you doing? Shut up! Cliff, God help me, actually, like, comes to his senses, and he's like, Nellie, calm down. Hey, Dawson, man, you got an idea? Let's hear it. And it's cool because he's not like, whoa, you got a big idea? Let's hear it. It's Cliff. The Cliff character is genuine. Like, hey, man, like, I I need an idea. I need help. 
So it's real simple. Dawson sits in the wheelchair with the camera and films. Pacey pulls the wheelchair, and they get the shot. It's nice. It's steady. It's not bumpy. It's perfect. That's right. It's magic, baby. The true magic of cinema. In Saturday, collaborating, innovating, keeping things percolating. That's how we do it on the small screen. Cliff is grateful. Nellie is angry. And Jen swoons. Dawson and Jen head to the ice house to celebrate with some uh, some grindage, if you will, before they head out to the ruins. Joey is pleasant and happy to see Dawson and Joey. She's got a big smile on her face. She's had a great day. And then, uh, you know, things things start to stand out a little bit to Dawson. He's like, why are you so happy, Joey? You should, you're usually very suicidal, Joe. I, I don't appreciate these smiles. She goes behind the bar to get drinks for Jen and Dawson because she's a waitress and they order them, but in comes Anderson. She tosses down the apron and immediately sits with her friends. It's all about the illusion, Daddy, making them believe. If you believe anything is possible, Josephine. Oh, Dust. Still confused, but you're right. This, 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 this does make sense. Anderson's like, Deborah. Dawson, Deborah, who's Deborah? Jen, however, isn't a complete idiot and like kicks Dawson to shut up. And Jen's like, it's just that we don't call her Deborah, we just call her Deb. Dawson's kind of a douche trying to blow her cover. Bodie comes over and helps out though. He's like, excuse me, miss, here's the food you ordered. You clearly don't work here. So Joey survives this charade. Anderson heads back to his boat and we cut back to the school again. Mr. Gold, or Benji to his friends, is flirting with Tamara. Pacey rolls up in his wheelchair, sees this, and gets totes jealous. Benji's like, hey, I'll walk you home, Tamara. Pacey confronts her in the hallway. Tamara's like, calm down, Pacey. Benji and I are just friends. Well, I know what you do with your students, so he's in for a hell of a ride. So, Christian words from Pacey to Tamara just days before they're going head-to-head at the beach, baby, on pay-per-view. What do you want from me, Pacey? You. I just want you. Miss Jacobs looks so forlorn as we head to commercial. But we're back for our final segment. Let's bring it on home, Daddy Lecky. You got it confused, but enthusiastic force goes dusty roads. Jen and Dawson arrive at the ruins. It's like basically a really nice garden with columns and water fixtures. It's heaven to me, baby. On earth, it's heaven. It's the son of a plumber, daddy. Pipes as far as the eyes can see. Plenty of stuff to plumb. Is it? Is that the verb is plumb? You know, that's fine, Dust. I'm going with it. Uh, Dawson says some asshole guy lives here. But the fountain that's near where they're shooting is so loud that most of Dawson and Jen's dialogue has to be ADR'd in. Dawson is setting up the shot here for his big movie. And that's what he's lured Jen here to do. You know, he, he said, let's film my movie when they were at the school. Because uh, this, this, these ruins that they're in are the lair of the evil monster that's in his movie. He hangs up some pink, cur- pink curtains like he's some sort of amateur boudoir photographer. All I want... By Toad, the wet sprocket starts to play on Dawson's JVC kaboom box. Jen walks around. Dawson, what's my motivation? It's it's longing, Jen, and and, and sadness. Now, Dawson has a little TV monitor set up uh, to review the footage as he films it. For some reason, it has a sticker on it that says, Expect no mercy! I guess that's the official uh, fucking catchphrase of his alt-right Riddler subreddit group, maybe. 
Eventually, though, Jonathan, what what you need to get it to your specific audience is say he's got his little gorilla position, if you will, or perhaps an announced table you see on Monday Nitro Daddy with the Big Boys play. Dawson calls action. Jen acts. She looks for Lord. She gets the whole thing in one take that takes like two seconds. Cut, Jen. That was perfect. It was so perfect. Dawson gets in close, face to face. Toad the wet sprocket says, All I want is a feeling way to be near love. pain. All I wanted to feel this way. You know, Jen, it would be a shame to waste all this production design. Oh my God in heaven! This is a cutting ruse. Dawson has set up this entire thing so he can videotape himself kissing Jen. He's about to go full Riddler. Where's the tape? Just run, Jen. Get the fuck out of here. Dawson leans in. Jen! Thank God notices the camera is on. What are you doing? Dawson looks like a deer in headlights. Um... But we cut to Anderson. He's back in his yacht performing yellow cards, greatest hits for Joey. Daddy, I can feel you breathing and it's keeping me awake, baby. Anderson's like, well, I leave tomorrow, but I can come see you in New York. Joey's like, well, I don't know. I, I, I really never come to that side of New York. I'm always on the east side in this restaurant that she says. Anderson looks like, wait, that restaurant... Um, so basically, Joey has name-dropped the wrong restaurant. Anderson's kind of got this thing figured out. But he gives her his number anyway. He doesn't care. He doesn't say anything, but he doesn't care. He brushes Joey's hair. I think that rhymed. He moves in close. And there it is! Anderson is in the Joey! Tongue's a fluttering and a plundering daddy! You're so right to be excited, Dusty. Because Dawson is a complete... Riddler cult psycho. Both girls need to get away from him. So you just go to town with Anderson. You just go. Joey leaves the scene with a massive confidence boost and a big smile on her face. Back in the ruins, Jen is not having it. Dawson, you were taping a very private moment. Dawson, like a complete doof, doesn't even try to lie his way out of it. Like, oh shit, Jen, I I just forgot to turn it off. I'm sorry. He tries to rationalize his decision. Jen, I wanted to create something special. That's why I killed the mayor and the DA and Falcone. And it's why I've been jerking off into a plastic bag for five years and selling it online to my Riddler friends. If you are good, please do not lie. Jen, my intentions are nothing sort of honorable. You scare me, Jen, in a good way. I make stupid decisions because I'm afraid. You'll think I'm a loser, and I want to kiss you. And I want to kiss you so bad. And if I don't, Gotham will explode. Oh, Jonathan, baby, I know that I'm the confused one, but Daddy, I think he said I'm going to explode. Sorry, Dust, just leaning into my Riddler stick there. Now Jen is scared, though. Dawson, I'm scared. What if the kiss sucks? Jen clearly forgetting that she's supposed to be infuriated here. (laughs) Back to the city of Capeside. Bessie, Bodie, and Joey drive away as one happy family. Bodie confirms the restaurant that Joey said is closed. But Joey doesn't seem to realize that means Anderson didn't care. He liked her regardless. She drops the phone number that he gave her on a piece of paper out the window, and Joey's uh, episode is complete. 
Back at the ruins, a car arrives, and Dawson freaks out like, Oh shit, the guy that owns this place is here. Joel, or Jen, we gotta hide. But it's not the guy that owns the place. As Dawson and Jen are hiding, we see it's Paisley and Tamara. Dawson and Jen are hiding in this little, like, cove with bushes covering them and Dawson brushes her hair to get some spider webs out of it and Jen looks as he touches her and strokes her hair. A song comes over the soundtrack and it's like electricity and they share their first kiss. Uh oh though! Since Dawson's such a crazy Riddler bastard the camera is still on and we can see that Miss Jacobs herself, Tamara, is clearly getting her brains fucked out by a person we can't see as we end our scene. Whoa, baby, that is a sticky situation in Cape Side, Johnny. Ladies and men's and cameras and kisses, come on, get you some in Cape Side, Daddy! Dust, I'm so happy that you had a good time. This was a good episode. It wasn't as good as our last one, but still much better than the pilot. Now, uh, should we go into our MVCs? I believe we should, Daddy Mac. Let's get going before the midichlorians fade away and you can no longer see a confused but enthusiastic fourth ghost that is a Malcolm Dream Death that rose son of a plumber baby. So for my MVC, I'm going with Joey. Katie Holmes brought it and the character made choices and decisions and hopefully... She'll remain away from the cult of Dawson, but I know she won't. And since Jen was sidelined here, Joey, being the only rational person in Cape Side, gets the nod. Dust, what do you got for us? Johnny, this Dawson's Creek is a spectacle of epic proportions. But in order to survive in this Cape Side environment, well, that they've created, baby, you gotta be a man. And so my MVC of this episode is the one and only tomorrow, Miss Jacobs. Because she's making a man out of Pacey Witter. <laughs> Confused but enthusiastic force ghost Dusty Rhodes. I cannot thank you enough for coming to join us here on Toad Man on the new TNN. Would you do me the honor and send us home? Oh, Johnny boy, I thought you'd never ask. So, what you need to be doing out there with your fingers that you can touch things with that ain't see-through like mine, baby. If you need to press a little button on your phone thing, and that button's going to do a thing. It's going to make it so you get notified when new podcasts from Johnny C are dropping onto your earlobes. This is Toad Man. He's Johnny C. I'm a very confused, but ultimately insanely enthusiastic fourth ghost that is American Dream Dusty Rose, baby. You is a winner out there, and I thank for four, my polka dots. How am I supposed to feel about the things I've done? I don't know if I should stay or turn around and run. I know that I heard you, things will never be the same. The only love I ever knew, I threw it all away. And I can feel you breathe.